Hi, nursing students. This is Dean Turple on Dean Turple's podcast. Today is April 17th, 2020. I got an email from Natalia saying that she hadn't heard anything from me, that you guys hadn't heard anything from me, and that I haven't posted on the blog really either this week, and I didn't even realize the week had gone by so fast without it. I don't feel like I have a whole lot to say, but I wanted to touch base with you guys anyway. Sorry about the sound, my email is up. Um, you know, I guess one of the things, one of the reasons I didn't really post a lot is because um, I think for me, it's just a little bit stressful right now with the summer schedule and a lot of people being unhappy about the schedule. And I don't know, I think kind of one of my ways I deal with things sometimes is avoidance. <laughs> so I've been avoiding it. Um, you know, I, I put the podcast out about how we're going to do the summer schedule and I kind of rushed through it and apparently a lot of people didn't understand. But I just want to backtrack a little bit and explain that there were a lot of reasons for the way we did the summer schedule and I hadn't really I knew I had questions from students, but I hadn't really discussed it with my boss, my boss's boss, or my boss's boss's boss at that point. And even though I knew they were going to be fine with whatever we were doing, I felt like I needed to talk to them. So we, meaning me, the associate deans, and the staff, kicked around a lot of ideas for how we could make up these clinicals in the best and safest way possible. And then we met with the faculty and talked with all faculty. I presented what I thought was the best plan or what that, that we had come up with. And we asked every single faculty member. And, you know, a lot of people had good ideas and students had good ideas. And I've been accused of not listening to students in the past couple of weeks. And that's not true either. Just because somebody suggests something doesn't mean that, um, and I, when we don't do it, doesn't mean that those suggestions weren't heard. And every time I've gotten a suggestion, I've kicked it around to some of the faculty members or all of them, um, the associate deans, the staff, and said, oh, you know, this idea came up. And every single time they've said, okay, but then we can't do this for this reason. So there are a lot of reasons. And nobody took this lightly. We spent hours on the phone. We spent hours on the phone being completely silent. We spent, hours, we spent Skype meetings being completely silent because we were thinking and thinking and thinking. It's not good for you guys, it's not good for the college, but it's just the way it is that we have to do the clinicals in the summer. So we're working on online remote simulation for you for your clinical courses. What's going to happen with your in-hospital clinicals? That's very much up in the air. The hospitals are kind of in chaos right now and they can't really make a lot of decisions about that. Definitely, they want to do what's best for students, but they all have a lot of students. So how that's going to work, we're not sure. What we do know is that on May 11th, you're all going to start your clinical courses, except for the graduates. The rest of you are going to start your clinical courses. And you're going to be doing remote online simulations. We have two companies or two programs that we're working with. One is not quite here yet, but we're still working on it. And another one, so we're going to be using what's called iHuman, and then we're also going to be using Elsevier. Pardon me. 
And we're also going to be doing some other um, simulations that the faculty find that they use. So it will be a variety of different activities that you'll be doing. For those of you who are in process two clinicals, you'll be doing some interesting things uh, with some remote skills demonstration, learning skills remotely, doing some remote skills demonstrations. I will tell you that there may be a situation starting in May where on a specific date at specific times, we will ask you to come individually to campus to pick something up. So for instance, the process two students may need to come on campus into the lab on whichever campus you're at and pick up a bag of supplies that we put together for you to use for practice, something like that. And if we do that, we're going to do it in the safest way possible. We're going to have you come one at a time, put on a mask before you enter, wash your hands, have hand sanitizer available, all that sort of stuff. But you should know that we are planning some in-person on-campus type activities, either one-on-one -on -one or in small groups. And that probably won't be till the second or third week of the of this summer term. I am hoping that by June 1st, we're going to be able to meet in person. Even if we can't meet in person at the hospitals, I'm really hoping that we can meet in some small groups in person and augment the online clinicals, the online simulations, I mean, with some in-person small group simulations uh, in the Sim Center or in the labs or something like that. But we're planning on the first six weeks of summer, summer session two, we're planning on that being online remote simulations. We are offering the specialties, as many specialty sections as we can, and ortho-neuro. And then there will be some other little um, courses offered as well. Uh, possibly there'll be some courses for some retrackers offered in the second summer session. So challenging times, right? I hope everybody's doing okay. I've been on campus a few times. It's depressing, but I can work better there. Um, I go <laughs> into building eight and close myself in to my office. Uh, I've been down to the lab to look at some things. Um, we have uh, provided some masks to from the nursing labs to some other departments. Uh, to, for instance, um, IT, who was there giving out laptops, and security, who has to be there all the time. And we will have those items replaced in the lab, so there's no worry about that. We were so fortunate that a, a donor, the Wells Foundation actually, uh, Mrs. Lillian Wells, gave some money for us to purchase some new low-fidelity mannequins for the nursing labs. So you should be seeing some new um, low fidelity, just the standard, you know, mannequins that you practice getting out of bed and, and those sort of things in the labs. You should be seeing those when you come back. I'm really excited about that. Hoping to get some photos of, with you, of you guys with those mannequins. Hopefully we can get rid of the ones um, with the arms and legs falling off. <laughs> they don't make them look any better than new ones, but hopefully their arms and legs will be attached. So we're pretty excited about everything that's going on in the nursing department. The reason I really haven't been around this week in, in addition to some avoidance is that I've been working really hard on our 
reaccreditation visit that's coming in up in October. So we're less than six months away from the team from the Accreditation Commission for Education and Nursing, ASIN. We are less than six months from ASIN visiting our campuses. And it's a big deal. There's a huge, gigantic um, self-study that has to be submitted six weeks before the visit. So probably around the middle of August. And what it is, is a huge you know, um, document that explains our whole program to the reviewers. So the reviewers will read that document and then they're going to come on campus and we need to prove to them that everything we wrote in that document is true. So we were putting together, well we were before this remote thing and we'll be putting it together again, something called the resource room. So basically it's just notebooks and files full of information so that when the team is here they can verify that what we've said is actually what we're doing. It will involve students, those of you who are still with us in October, which will be all of you except for the current trends population. You will have the opportunity to speak to the reviewers. You'll have the opportunity to write a letter to them or an email to them before they come. And then you are going to have the opportunity to speak with them when they're here. They will visit a clinical site with one of you, one group or, or more groups. There'll probably be three, probably be three reviewers that come along on the visit, possibly four because there could be an observer. And they'll go to clinical sites, they'll meet with students, they'll meet with faculty, they'll spend a lot of time with me. And they're going to look through our whole program and then they're going to decide if we get to, to earn reaccreditation or not. And we fully expect that we will earn reaccreditation, but you know, it's still a very stressful time. You'll find out when you work in the hospital, and I know many of you are already working in hospitals, and those of you who have had other careers before, when accreditation teams come on site, it's kind of a big deal. And in the hospital, it's usually the joint commission or the state or something, and it, it turns into a huge deal. Everything has to be pretty much perfect. So even though that's really stressful, I'm super excited about it. I'm writing the self-study has been, um, really time-consuming and tedious, but it's taught me a lot about the program and I feel like it's really improved my ability to be a better dean for you guys because I've learned more, so that's good. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else new and exciting coming up. I don't really think so. I, I'm anxious to get back to campuses. Um, I'm anxious to get back to a little bit of business as usual Although I'm hoping that we've learned some things during this time that will help us make some changes. Maybe we've learned that we don't need to do things the same way we've always done them. I wanna make sure you guys know that there are a lot of resources on campus for you. And I wanna make sure you guys know that there are there is a lot of good information in things like the Broward College catalog, the Broward College student handbook, on Broward.edu. Um, there's good information for you guys that you should know about your program and about how things are supposed to be. I don't want you to ever feel that you are completely sort of at our mercy or that you that you don't have any say in the way things are going or that you don't have any, I had a student tell me they didn't have any power and I don't want you to believe that. 
Your power is in knowing what this college catalog says, what the student handbook says, the information that's available to you, the resources that's that are available to you. I want to make sure you guys know that. Um, I'm really proud of all of you for how you're doing through this time and that you're doing so well in your courses. I'm excited for the new graduates and I'm really bummed that we're not having our scheduled candle lighting ceremony and that we don't really know if we're going to be able to have a makeup candle lighting ceremony or not. But I can't wait to see you guys back on campus. I miss you all terribly. I miss those blue uniforms. <laughs> I miss going to all the campuses. Um, my house is pretty boring and, and very loud with all the animals. So please keep in touch. I haven't gotten very many emails this week from people. So, and I haven't gotten any comments. So let's have some comments. Let's have some emails and ask me some questions and I'll try to answer them. Finish strong over the next three weeks. It's really important that you learn the information in your current class because you're going to need it in your next class. So don't let all of this deter you from really learning the material that's presented in your class, okay? Do well on your tests, but it's not about the tests, it's about knowing this information to take care of patients. Thanks again, you guys. Take care. Please be safe. Be careful. Wear your mask. Wash your hands. And I'll see you soon.